2: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
5: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you.
3: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok here for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars. That's pretty much what the title will suggest. I am here with Joseph Scrimshaw. Welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Joseph, we are in our Clone Wars prep time period. <laughs> That's right. Clone Wars excitement gearing up for Season 7, showing up on Disney Plus right quick. So we've been diving into, on our new show, Clone Wars Report, Ahsoka Tano, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we're going to make it a Star Wars-ranked Clone Wars edition this week with our favorite Clone Wars characters. Wow. And another hard one. This is very difficult. Very hard. Uh, and to make it easier on ourselves, you had submitted your list and you were like, hey, are we, are we all on the wavelength about this? Yes. Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Padme, and if I'm double checking, I do believe Palpatine. Yeah. Off the board. Yeah. Ducted in the Hall of Fame. They are clearly... Uh, the main characters, the main focus of the Clone Wars, and we could easily just do them on a list. That's yeah. why we're doing them kind of individually and getting ready for the show in the Clone Wars report. So that's why those characters are not going to be on the list. Yeah. So we're going to get right to it here. Uh, we do this ranking uh, up five up to one, and we begin, Joseph, with your number five.
6: My number five is not a surprise. I think for anybody who has been listening to Force Center for a while, it is the Jedi known as Terra Sanube.
3: Take a drink.
6: <laughs> for Center drinking game <laughs> every time I say yeah, yeah. Terra Sanube. and then you can take your follow up uh, drink when I say
3: he's got a lightsaber king
6: because <laughs> that's uh, I'll admit he's, that was he's great, that was one of the first attractions. But if you're not familiar with Terra Sanube, mm-hmm. you know what I love about him is the Clone Wars allowed us to spend a lot of time with different Jedi, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily dive all the way in, but we get these little hints of life is a Jedi, and Terra Sunube is. A very old Jedi, because mm-hmm. he's this great reminder of, hey, you join uh, the Jedi, you rise to the ranks, become a Padawan, and then uh, a Jedi Knight, and then sometimes you just serve your whole life and you pass away, not yeah. violently, because yeah. you're getting older. And Terra Ube is a, an older Jedi, kind of stooped very slow, and yeah. it's a it's a after-school special of an episode of Ahsoka Tano learning the value of patience yeah and then at the end you learn it's not just about being slow and patient it's about knowing when to strike because the lightsaber king comes out and zoom, zoom, <laughs> zoom <laughs> some cool lightsaber stuff happens and I, I i've always i'm always taken not only with grizzled weirdos but with mm. positive presentations of elderly people yeah even if they're space aliens yeah. that they have wisdom to impart but they're also not Alien, They're not, I mean, he's literally alien, Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know, it's easy to just go old people. They're born that way. Right. You just, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. born with hard candies in their pockets yeah. and purses. Right. That's just, that's that's the way they, they've that's never the liked music. Right. They were born old. They're different than us. <laughs> we can do that sometimes. So I think yeah. storytelling where you feature somebody who it, has lived a life yeah. and has earned their wisdom and is different than what you expect them to be. It, it's such a respect for grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> episode in terra and Ube, it, it represents that. So that, that's why he's my number five. It
3: has to be on your list. And I think you're exactly right in terms of just uh, presenting, presenting a different kind of Jedi, which helps expand what the Jedi order was in, in all the times. High Republic, low Republic, whatever <laughs> Republic era we're going to get. Uh, I, I really see saucy Republic saucy Republic. Yeah. And it was really, it's really one of the more memorable episodes. And and it should be on your list. Yeah, it should just, that should just be your list. Lightsaber lost.
6: Tarzanube five times. There we go. There we go. What um, is uh, that's my number five. So yeah. yours, right?
3: My number five is Mina Bonteri. Ooh. And so here, when I put together this list, her name just kept popping up because her name pops up a lot in my mind of just what I love about the Clone Wars. And so I was like, all right, yeah, let's put her on the list. I'll put her at number five because she only – she's mentioned a lot and she's now, you know, appears in some books, I believe. Her son, Lux, factors into the story. But really she's in one episode. Really. And then she's killed off cam- off screen by mention, right? Uh, you know, you know, in terms of uh, uh, just where I'm at watching season three. Uh, but the episode she's featured prominently in is 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 Heroes on Both Sides, which Right. is pulling out of the Revenge of the Sith crawl, and you could very very easily misinterpret that. And, and that, I've that, seen people do it recently it, on social media. Yeah, and it 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 um, it doesn't it, it could mean to have different meanings, but it it's not necessarily. This doesn't mean Palpatine had good ideas. You know, it's not that. Type yeah, of that's thing. not what it's being said. And yet. so for the Clone Wars to go into it and 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 we make fun of the prequels for you know. I, for The Simpsons, I, I actually do enjoy The Simpsons joke of their, their prequel joke, and they got the ad at Walker coming in and reading a newspaper in a Senate hearing or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, I get the humor behind it. But this episode's about deregulation of banks, funding for the war, uh, lobbyists. It's about all these kind of things, and it all f- goes into Padme, and Mina Monteri is her mentor from a time when there wasn't two sides. And there's a lot of those little lessons of, well, I thought separatists were this. why we think you're this. And to cross – not necessarily cross the lines uh, – uh, well, it is across crossing the lines literally in the, in the episode. But but just kind of to have a more realistic view of what was going on in the Star Wars story. To have Padme learn from it. An example of, of Padme as a as a leader, as a politician. What she views, her desires for peace. And to see that come from Mina Bontari and to see it represented in that and what, yeah. what Padme – could have grown into if she had survived and as a leader would have been a damn fine chancellor of the the republic and yeah. and and to see that um and then to, the legacy of mina Bunteri as a mentor uh and how it f- affected things and how her son goes on to be involved in other stories lux uh, and also that this episode is it's not about the episode but this episode is just a really great great he's checking out Ahsoka and Ahsoka's just like you boys are all the same it's it's it's, yeah there's some stuff going on there with Lux and Ahsoka yeah Yeah, there's some things but to have him factor back into the Battlefront 2 novel and 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 Iden Versio and everything a lot of that there's kind of this tree that the vines and 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 roots that go back to Mina Bunteri so I just love what she represents that part of the Clone Wars of George going oh you didn't you didn't like the politics. Let me dive into that. Yeah. I just love her legacy.
6: I think that's so great. I think Mina Bonteri is putting a face to a lot of things. The idea that the story of the Clone Wars and the reason that it's in the crawl, the, the heroes on both sides, is the some of the Separatists have legitimate critiques of the Republic. And they are being manipulated by a charismatic leader, Dooku, Mm -hmm. who is lying to them. Yeah. Uh, And to sort of put a public face on, this is one of the people who has legitimate concerns and thinks that from their perspective, that they've been pushed to war the same way people in the Republic think they have been pushed to Mm -hmm. no choice. But war is, is just so great. And, and to see Lucas through characters like Mina Bonteri dive into like, Oh, yeah. you, you you think that storytelling of how the government falls from inside is simple? All right, right. Let's get into the banks, mfers. Yeah, a lot of banks. <laughs> Let's stuff. talk about this. Let's talk about how yeah. yes, there are different institutions, the different pillars mm-hmm. that
3: keep society moving, and who controls them yeah. matters to you. Yeah. Uh. And and and, and yeah. Quickly to, to to wrap that up about her, but it's like, yeah, if she, if Palpatine or Dooku revealed their true intentions, someone like me to Monterey would be like. Oh yeah, no, no, that's not what we're here for.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not here for dark side cultists. <laughs> yes, yeah. right, yeah.
3: So that's my number five, which means we're up to your number four.
6: My number four is Duchess Satine. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, heroes uh, on both sides, on all sides, uh, Duchess Satine is is not. Uh, we we talk about her a lot as. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, person who helps us open up on our understanding of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We talked about it on our Clone yeah. Wars report this week. And yes, it is fascinating to see Obi-Wan Kenobi have a potential love interest, but even setting that aside, the story of Duchess Satine has such great uh, rhythms and echoes of Leia and Padme. Here yeah. is a woman who is a ruler of a planet. That's interesting. But to me, the amazing thing about Duchess Satine is going, Hey, mandalore has been a place that has prided itself on war mm. that doesn't have to be the definition of strength yeah in fact having a peaceful society having a society that that puts weapons aside is even more difficult and it shows even more strength mm. to put those weapons aside so i'm gonna really push for a peaceful society still a strong society still yeah. an independent society that's Trying not to take sides yeah. in your dumb war, mm-hmm. which we think is bad. So uh, the the strength of that character, just the way she's represented, like her elegance, but also like her uh, down to earthness and uh, how incisive she is, and being able to see situations, see Obi Wan Kenobi, mm. so many cool things about her, and just this idea that again, Lucas and Filoni are really know the themes that they're talking about because what she represents echoes what the Jedi purport to be. Yeah. Of violence is the absolute last Mm -hmm. uh, choice, and Mm -hmm. she she keeps a hidden blaster on her, and she uses it when she has to. Yeah, as an absolute last choice, and the idea that yeah, the Mandalorians and the Jedi maybe they're wrestling with some similar things. Of violence has been a part of our legacy; Mm -hmm. doesn't have to define us. It should be an absolute last resort, you know. And she's a fascinating, charming package. Uh, to deliver uh, some of those ideas.
3: I think you, you hit the nail on the head several times there. She's such a memorable character on her own. Then you intertwine it with the story with Obi Wan, it even makes it even more appealing to for, from from Star Wars fans. But I think you could you could have just m- forms of media, stories, books, comics, just on Duchess Satine because Absolutely. of what she does on Mandalore. It's so brave. She's you mentioned Padma. She is a young ruler when that happens too, um, and uh, not afraid to fight. I love when she just just straight up kind of calls out the Jedi obi one. Yeah. She's just kind of like in his face about it. And I, I think those are some of the better moments in the Clone Wars, and a memorable character for a reason.
6: Yeah, yeah. So that that is my number four, the amazing Duchess Satine.
3: I'm yeah. hoping for that novel soon. I want it. Well, well. Uh, my number four is kind of on the other side. Of, uh, other side of that, it's her sister, Bo Katan. <laughs> Bo Katan cries. I always say cries. I used to say kriz, but now I say cries. Crees is an angle, but Bo Katan is, is what we'll take as well. Bo Katan cries sounds Bo- like a great uh, '50s bebop song. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, it's hard for me not to choose Bocatan. Uh, there's just so much to this character because it is the other side. Because it's, it's Duchess Satine's sister who 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 walks away from her, who fights her, tries to take her down, leads directly to her death. And there's just some there's just some things going on there. This Shakespearean family tragedy tragedy playing out. Yeah, that I love. Uh, and it is just on that surface Star Wars level of. You like Mandalorians, right? Well, cool. You're going to get this cool character, this, uh, female Mandalore who is, uh, uh, doing some great things, doing some cool things. And she's going to be played by Katie Sackhoff, voice buyer, who you, who, you was amazing as Starbuck, And so it's just this, am- it's just this like behind the scenes kind of melds into this great character where you're like, oh, this is exactly one. That's why I think this character has a, a definite cult following. And I still, I'll say this, I still believe a future in Star Wars uh, going forward. I agree. In and, and other storytelling. And and we, and, and, that, and we know going into season seven, we're going to get her too. Yeah. Um, but the, the Keeper of the Darksaber, at least at one point, uh, you know, Moff Gideon, uh, all those kind of things, all these characters going on in Mandalorian uh, uh, more there. So anyways, I just like this character a lot on the surface, but I also like where she comes to be as a, as a ruler, where she comes to, to make realize her mistakes. And I think yeah. that's important too uh, because there's going to be a lot of people who would oppose Satine just out of habit, out of who they are, out of their, what's ingrained into them. And, and for her own sister to do it, but to come around on it in, in tragic fashion, a little bit of the death of her sister, of course. I just like bo
6: yeah, Bo-Katan is amazing. You illustrated it all really well, and she's yet another character who you can get to know her in the Clone Wars, mm. uh, and then her journey tracks through uh, Rebels, and yeah. maybe there's some real implications mm. that she's got some story left to tell based on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whispers from yeah. the, the Mandalorian television show. So get to know your Bo-Katan, <laughs> I think. Get to know
3: her! That's my number four, which means we're going to your number three.
6: Uh, my number three, I, I had to cheat. I had to do a split two characters that are tied together and that is Asajj Ventress and Mother Talzin. I just, I I couldn't relegate either of them to my runner up list. Um, Look, Asajj Ventress, uh, as I was going through this whole thing, so many characters that came up with her, like they are a character that allows us a different perspective on this known group faction uh, perspective. Asajj Ventress we we get to see what it is kind of like to be a Sith in training, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we get that a little bit in the movies, but not really. So Asajj Ventress kind of has the title of Sith dangled from her because yeah. she's Count Dooku's assassin who happens to use the Force, but you got to think he's got in the back of his mind, like, yeah, she'll be my, you know, yeah, my apprentice. Be. And uh, she, when I get around to taking out Sidious <laughs> after the war, she'll help me with that. that. But, of course, just gets treated Uh, terribly uh so she's got this great arc where you get to see her question the path that she's on it's a great juicy perspective into the training to be a dark side what it feels like to be betrayed on on an emotional level she's so hurt that she was betrayed by dooku then just the design so cool this just sort of elegant uh, on purpose uh, uh sexy
3: yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs> deadly lady of darkness is like an mm. awesome uh character the the voice acting nika futterman right mm, yeah, yeah um is amazing that uh, just great uh deep voice mm. um so she's a fascinating character to watch and then uh, tied to that uh, she is our entry into the night sisters right and Mother Talzin, we've talked about before. When some mothers in Star Wars uh, get short shrifted and gotta die right away, right? Uh, not that Mother Talzin doesn't,
3: yeah, it's, it's
6: <laughs> actually, yeah have some problems. But talk about yet another cool, amazing design mm-hmm. in the whole world of the Night Sisters. This idea that there are, yeah, it's a dark side, but in a way, it's almost kind of a uh, uh, dark side that's just it's on dathomir minding its own business mm-hmm. not going out mm-hmm. into the world and, and lashing out in hate you know yeah. uh asajj gets manipulated by the sith and gets pulled into that world but mm-hmm. they're connected to their planet to their roots to their way of life mm-hmm. and talzin represents all that in a fascinating way and also just mother talzin just looking like uh Hey, would you like to dress up as someone from Star <laughs> Wars for Halloween? Here you go. You she looks like almost classic Universal, like oh, scary yeah. monster lady, and and getting into those genres, that yep. genre of horror of like, yeah, no, I am gonna and I am gonna. This is a force magic stew. What do you? What do? You, <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. I, look, I got some, you know, uh, some force powers and some, uh, yeah. you know, some spices, and we'll uh, give you some power. Like, there is just so much that's uh, cool about the character and. Really positions the Sith as the ultimate bad guys in the way that Mother Tall's and Asajj Ventress are manipulated by them and have to fight against them and, and against their attempt to control and dominate. Even the night sisters,
3: such a great choice, and yeah, a great pairing. The both both probably deserve their own slot, but uh, you know, we only got so many choices on the show. We set up for ourselves. <laughs> um, love Asaj venture, someone that I grew to love and respect even more as the series went on. A lot of that is is Katie Lucas's writing and, and Katie Lucas kind of identifying with the character and finding herself in that. And you know what, Jennifer Landa covers that so well on a, yes. an episode of Happy Beeps. You should check that out, folks, if you haven't heard it. Uh, it is at uh, least uh, about a year ago, or so I think. Um, uh, but you just search on our on our page for it. That explains a lot of why I love um, uh uh which initially in, in the original the the Tartakasi series, I was like, Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I you know, I get it, I'm on board, but it, it just it just turned into something more because of uh Katie Lucas really kind of connecting with that character. And yeah, Mother Talzin. the same thing. I was like, I don't want a switch in Star Wars. And now it's just some of my favorite stuff and it's what that her Assage going home is pretty powerful. Yeah. And it's a good thing. And it really representative of a mother in Star Wars. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Mother awesome. So that is your number three. Uh, we're going to my number three, Captain Rex. I, I gotta tell you, I love Captain Rex more now than I did watching the series. Doesn't mean I didn't love him, but seeing it where he gets to in Rebels. Yeah. And seeing what they did with the character and then going back and, and, and realizing at the start of the Clone Wars cartoon, the clones the clone troopers were to me what they were to the galaxy interchangeable action figures to be dumped out on the floor played with as 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 you will <laughs> and, and tossed away and you needed to tell the story of clones and you're still telling going into season 7 there's some great rex lines already in the trailers i uh, you know i think that all comes through rex and there's other clones along the way obviously but uh, there's a reason Captain Rex is a focal point, the reason, you know, you cheer when he shows up in Rebels again with that big bushy beard. <laughs> I just think to to for for Filoni and his team and George to be like, cool, what but what does it mean to be a clone knowing yeah. you're a living, breathing flesh human thing being sent out to war and these Jedi are generals with you, but they're good, right? But they what's our relation to all of this and to have it kind of Come down to Rex, his understanding of the war, but also our love for a specific clone Yeah, is what the big thing is. Yeah. And we get introduced to the idea
6: of Cody mm-hmm. in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, but Rex is this new character because they're all different, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I think some of the power of Rex is we see him kind of form this bond with Anakin and Ahsoka. And even we went up to a point, but, yeah. but mostly Anakin uh, and Ahsoka and be inspired by their inventiveness and yeah. by that's what's different about clones and droids you can throw thousands more droids at us but right. we're we're not just uh, mindless automatons mm. bred for war we grow and we change and boy if we want to learn to be inventive and think outside the lines what great jedi to be paired with yeah anakin and ahsoka and yeah. they, they start to form this kind of triumvirate of creativity in yeah. battle
3: creativity in battle indeed and we got more of rex coming in season seven uh, which means now we're up to number two, number two, number my two. number two. We're gonna go to the wide
6: world of bounty hunters. This is one of my favorite bounty hunters ever. It's Embo. Yeah. Ah, uh, Embo. So uh, if you're not familiar, Embo is a kyozo that is the same species as Constable Zuvio. The, best. the not as not seen in Force Awakens, but seen yep. in memes and action figures. Uh, Constable Zuvio. Uh, he has a pet Anuba named Maroc, uh, and his ship is called the guillotine uh but here's the deal he's just an awesome bounty hunter so he's got a cool alien design he's got this big hat disc that he can use as a shield he can throw people at it it, throw it at people and hit them uh he can jump on it and slide down it as he does in an episode he's captain america he's legolas he's all (laughs) he is yeah and he's got a bowcaster uh and he's got a cool weird uh deep voice uh -hmm. done by feloni himself Mm -hmm. um I think the thing is, is that Embo even gets, you know, he's in the, um, the Windegg novels, the Aftermath novels. So you get a little bit of character there in Clone Wars. He's, he's a bounty hunter doing his bounty hunter job. And he's just a fulfillment of seeing those bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back. And like, they're cool. Uh, What, what if they did things? And we do get to see some of them actually do things in Clone Wars, Bosk in particular, but Embo is just that, Hey, this is the fun of bounty hunters they look cool they all have different exotic weapons and styles and looks and they look cool and they kick ass yeah and embo is just to me the perfect bounty hunter there's a lot in Mm. in clone wars and some of them are like cool design whatever yeah but embo embo's the entire package (laughs) (laughs) he looks cool he sounds cool Every fight scene with him is cool. The hat is
3: cool. The fact that he's related to Constable Zuvio is cool. Yeah. I am all about Embo. All about Embo. That's a great choice. I know he's a favorite of yours. Um, But I got to tell you, we're going to go to my number two because we got a bit of a case of dueling bounty hunters. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. My number two is Cad Bane. Now, here's the thing. Who would like that song, I think. Yeah, he would. I thought to myself, I am not putting Cad Bane on this list. 'Cause everyone loves Cad Bane. Yeah. Embo's a great choice. I think Embo versus Cad Bane is a is a is a X versus Sever movie I want to see. Um but I can't I can't lie. When he first showed up on the screen, uh season one, he's the end of season one, and this is like the, the the release order, you know. Uh I remember thinking, What the hell? Actually it was more like, What the beep am I watching? Yeah. It's so a Duros, great. Bounty Hunter. He's got a cowboy hat on. He's a trench coat. He talks like he's a Western villain. I don't I don't know about this. Get out of here with this. They did such a good job of just making him so intimidating, so uh, just dark and, and callous and cold. And he goes in and he, like, shoots a senator. And there's a hostage thing. And I'm like... He just doesn't give a damn. Cad Bane doesn't give Cad, a damn. He does, Cad Bane don't give no dams. And this is a... You know, I'll say kids show because at the time you're like, what, you know, Star Wars wasn't had gone. The Rebels and Resistance, all these things are years away. We're thinking droids. We're thinking Ewoks on Saturday morning. Nope. And now I'm like, you know, because what pulled me in initially I talked about was like, oh, I got some cool space fighting. Definitely got the Star Wars I love. (laughs) Now I'm looking at this going, whoa, we got something different. We got something not just Sithy evil. You got something very real. In terms of evil in the galaxy, and he's ca- highly capable. And, we, it, it, and at the end of the day, that cowboy hat and trench coat ended up working really well.
6: It is, yeah. I, I rambled about uh, Ambo being the perfectly cool bounty hunter. Cad Bane is in that same camp, but with even more uh, lines in basic that we can understand. Yeah. <laughs> he looks cool. He sounds cool. He's the perfect callous bounty hunter.
3: We love Cad Bane. So we're just some quick honorable mentions here in this episode today.
1: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com
0: as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either
3: I'll just run through my list, Joseph. I had Asajj Ventures on my list, but you you uh, did a great job explaining to her. Saw and Steela Guerrera. yeah. Love them. Love the use of Saw in in Rogue One, but uh, love that it pointed back to those great series of episodes. Steela as well. Plo Koon, I talked about how initially, season one, I was like, oh, cool, that guy's in it. I like that guy. And then you start (laughs) to learn more about him. I just like him there. I'll say this. Yoda. Yoda Yoda
6: is a character. That first actual episode, Mm -hmm. Ambush. Where
3: he connects with the clones, real good, real good stuff to see that that the puppet come to life, so to speak, and especially we got definitely got a lot of Yoda in the prequels, but to see him on a, uh, a more roundabout, fully functional way, I really enjoyed. Yeah, amazing stuff mm-hmm. there.
6: Uh, anybody else on your runner-up That's list? My list, yeah. Uh, my runner-up, I'm going to throw out uh, Wolfie Lauren. Oh, uh, I love Wolfie. Yeah, great, great to see a just a a, a uh, uh, somebody who serves the Republic. Yeah. And doesn't question the transition to the Empire and just keeps <laughs> just, just keeps serving. And, and they play with that with every once in a while. He's annoyed by the Jedi. Yes. So you can get oh, him going like, oh, the best. Oh, they died. Fine. Uh, Quinlan Voss, it's amazing to see him live and yes. giving so much flavor to uh, the Jedi. Pong Krell, the Jedi mm-hmm. who loses his way. Mm-hmm. And then my last one for um, Clone Troopers, Fives is great. That you get oh, to follow, and, and, and some come so close to making such yeah. a big difference to the galaxy. Good mm-hmm. old fives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so those are my runner-ups. There's a
3: lot of choices in the yeah. Clone Wars. We had to go through it there. Mieber Gascon just almost made the <laughs> list for me. We're going to go with my number one to wrap up, and we, so uh, Joseph can close the show. My number one is Exquisite Pajamas himself, <laughs> Count Dooku. Dooku. I... Just love Christopher Lee in Star Wars. I think we got some great stuff in Attack of the Clones. Gone too soon in Revenge of the Sith, but serves the purpose well. So we got to spend time with him here. Uh, and Christopher Lee did voice him in the movie. Uh, Corey Burton comes in and does it in, in the show. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a different vibe, but it, it's, it's kind of like Yoda. You get to see Dooku functioning as, as Tyrannus and Dooku. Uh, We, uh, you know, we always joke sometimes you could almost consider him the father of the rebellion. Not true, but just kind of just had some legit problems with Jedi and the Republic. We got some great supplemental material now in the last couple of years, uh, Jedi Lost and everything. But I just love seeing him. He is kind of the main villain because he's got to be. He's the face of it because Palpatine's not revealed yet, Yeah, can't reveal, so he's got to go out and be the face of evil in the galaxy, and he does it really well. Uh, <laughs> and, and in a, his own castle. And in his own castle, and in those pajamas. But yeah, yes. I really do love what Dooku, what they did with Dooku in the show. Dooku functions so
6: well, yes, as the the main public antagonist, mm. right? We get to see lots of uh, Sidious and Palpatine, yeah. long strings yeah. in the background, yeah. but Dooku showing up again and again and being this imposing, unstoppable, cruel figure mm-hmm. is great. And they get lots of different shades out of him the episode where, you know, Dooku and the Jedi get captured together and kind of have to work together. Just watching that one
3: today. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah so it's,
6: great. it's so great. And yeah, and get to see him in his castle with his exquisite pajamas and realize yeah. part of this is not a facade. <laughs> he is a rich man who likes... Fine things, his
3: Yeah, you you can't even begin to imagine his thread count, yeah. right? It <laughs> just makes me imagine like what's Palpatine like at night. I need a glass of water before bed. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I think yes, to yeah. kill
6: seven insects before yeah. he eat insects before he dies just to do something <laughs>
3: cruel before he goes to sleep. Uh, So that is my number one, Count Dooku. Uh, What is your number one, sir? We have been well matched on the category. My
6: number one uh, treads dangerously close to main character, but so does Count Dooku. So my Mm -hmm. number one is Maul. Oh, yeah. As soon as we talked about favorite characters in Clone Wars Ranked, I said, you know, I think one of my favorites is the one who got to have a character because of Clone Wars. Maul is amazing in Mm -hmm. phantom menace he looks cool he is cool to this day i remember getting excited for uh, you know at last we will reveal ourselves to the jedi at last we'll have our revenge like ooh, why does he want revenge nothing in in the movie okay no need to relitigate that (laughs) uh because that initial idea of like he survived after Lucas cut him in half to be clear to the audience that he doesn't survive. He survived. He's got spider legs. It was hate that made him live. Okay. But this is all just incredibly cool. Yeah. And this character emerges that is driven by hate because he has nothing Mm -hmm. else in, as Mm -hmm. I've said before, this character who was raised to be the Sith apprentice and then gets thrown away. Yeah and then is just wants power and dominion and control because he doesn't know how to want anything else yeah. which is not to apologize for him but to see him from the outside yep. as this tragic character and to see that yes he he's savage and angry but that silky voice and that <laughs> bubbling <laughs> anger underneath and gives him this like like he's just going a little mad all the time like he's yeah. just on the edge of losing his sanity, because who wouldn't be? You've just yeah. been trained since yeah. birth to be a weapon, and now you're a weapon that no one will tell where to point. Yeah, yeah. And you're just going, what, do I, okay, Kenobi. Uh, kill Kenobi, uh, what else is on my to-do? It- get power. <laughs> uh, profit? Is that three? What? what yeah. Who am I? What do I want? Yeah. And just that palpable sense of rage and confusion is just such a, a beautiful, he's a fun character watching, he's a beautiful picture of the yeah. Pointlessness of the dark side, because what do you get? What do you have when what it's all get, over?
3: What do you get? And it leads to the great moment of rebels. We don't have that without this. And whenever I hear a story or wherever I go to a movie, a Star Wars movie, and I think, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. I don't know if I like so and so just popping back up. I don't know like this. I don't like that decision. I go to Mall and I think there is no way Spider Legs Mall should have worked. <laughs> and yet, and it stands the test of time. It's one
6: of the best things in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't wait to see more of him in Season 7 being kind of... Uh, being very <laughs> evil and boiling, but also just kind of a dick. He's good at just yeah, yeah. kind of poking people and being an ass like he yeah. is in that trailer. So I can't wait to see the... uh the evil ass that is
3: (laughs) and that is why he is number one on your list great list thanks for bringing it Joseph uh, if you've got a uh, name that we we missed and we definitely did miss some you can go to follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod use the hashtag Star Wars rank like our Facebook page you can follow Joseph at Joseph Scrimshaw me at Cat Napsack hey don't forget if you want to try an audio book out on us like say Dark Disciple by Claudia not Claudia Gray Christy Golden go to audibletrial.com forward Center to get a free audiobook on us. That is it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked.